Hello everyone, welcome to the English Bookshop Create Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be um, reviewing a book that was recently published. Uh, it, was, it was published in 2022. Um, but we will touch on certain uh, certain subjects such as um, discipline. Obviously, the book is all about discipline, but we will uh, we'll also be discussing about the about the art of mastering the power of self-control. Uh, the, the book is called Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control by Ryan Holiday. Obviously, um, this book was released in 2022. And Discipline is Destiny um, draws on stoic virtues to make a case for a life guided by self-discipline. It shows how being in control of your body, thoughts and emotions is a prerequisite to mastering anything else and uses historical figures to illustrate how things like sleep, discomfort and kindness tie into greatness. A long time ago, before he went down in mythology as a great hero, Hercules was traveling in the hills of Greece when he came to a crossroads. On one path, a stunning goddess beckoned to him, promising a life of luxury. He'd receive everything his heart desired and wouldn't experience a single moment of fear, pain, or unhappiness. On the other hand, a second goddess made an offer that was far less flashy. She also promised Hercules rewards, but only the ones he earned himself. This path's journey would be long, requiring hard work, perseverance, and sacrifice, but it would make him the person he, he was meant to be. This legend illustrates a dilemma we all face on a daily basis, the choice between vice and virtue, the easy but ultimately empty way versus the hard but fulfilling route. According to the, according to the ancient Stoics, virtue consisted of four parts, courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. The Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius called these components the touchstones of goodness. Everything good in life, he believed, resulted from practicing them. Um, in, in this summary to uh, Ryan Holiday's Discipline is Destiny, we'll focus on the second of those cardinal virtues, temperance or self-discipline. Uh, we'll look at we'll we'll look at actionable ways to hone temperance in your everyday life and how mastering it will unlock the door to fulfillment and peace of mind. Oh, and about Hercules, uh, it goes without saying that um, Hercules chose to meet his destiny on the path of virtue. Now the the choice is obviously yours. Self discipline um, is. Self-discipline grants you freedom. If you're tired of your surroundings, hop on a plane. Dissatisfied at work? Change your job. Crave a pizza? Order it. Have an opinion? Say it. In much of today's world, people can do and access almost anything they want at the snap of a finger. And yet, with all this freedom, so many of us are so unhappy. So what are we doing wrong? President Eisenhower famously said that that freedom is the opportunity for self-discipline. And this is the key. Unless we have temperance or the virtue of self-discipline, all of those things that supposedly liberate us, technology, 
privilege, success, will only leave us spiraling without direction or purpose. In other words, access without self-restraint leads to imbalance and dysfunction. So let's dive in a a little deeper. We all have a lower and higher self. Those inner voices constantly uh, trying to gra- trying to grab our attention. It's Hercules's choice between vice and virtue. The side that gives up versus the side that tries. The part that clings to excess and chaos versus the part that seeks balance. Self-discipline is the ability to keep your lower self in check and strengthen your higher self. It invo- it involves work- working hard, practicing good habits. Enduring challenges, setting boundaries, and turning a blind eye to temptations. In short, it's it's about living a life guided by principles, moderation, and determination. You might be thinking, no, it's it's not for me. Self-discipline, more like self-deprivation. Maybe you celebrate or even envy people who take the easy path. You think... You might think that they're having more fun or getting ahead much faster or much quicker than you are. But... Try to look more closely and you will realize that all that, glit- all that glitters isn't gold. Take greed, for instance. It means you're always on, on the prowl for, for more. And so never really enjoy everything you currently have and not realizing your full potential. That's a state which breeds pain, misery, and self-loathing. Self-discipline isn't about depriving yourself. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's about using control to open up a world of opportunity. So let's return to President Eisenhower for a moment. When he was young, he basically learned a verse that echoed a lesson taught uh, by uh, a stoic philosopher. Most powerful is he who who has himself in his own power. Eisenhower carried this lesson throughout a long, unglamorous military career, all the way into his appointment to supreme commander of the, of the, of the forces in, in, in World War II, and then into his role as the 34th U.S. president. His enormous success didn't result from force. Instead, he was powerful in his restraint and ability to persuade, compromise, and practice patience. It's true that it takes courage to cultivate self-discipline, but embracing this lifestyle will likely make you more successful, and more importantly, it will make you great, no matter what happens. We'll we'll explore how to manifest self-discipline physically, mentally, and and spiritually. So first, let's talk about the body. You should take control of your body before it takes control of you. So, one of the greatest baseball players of all time hit 495 home runs, including 23 grand slams, and didn't miss a single game in the 17 years he played for the Yankees. A record he held for more than five decades. But this player, Lou, wasn't a natural athlete. As a kid, he was overweight and uncoordinated. So... How did he exactly end up playing 2,130 games straight through injury and sickness to become the legend that he is today? He trained harder than anyone else, and he simply refused to quit. It's safe to say Lou knew a thing or two about self-discipline. The Stoics Stoics ate a frugal diet and exercised vigorously, not so they could show off their abs, but 
so they could develop the physical fortitude required to face life's hardships. Being self-disciplined with regard to your body means boosting your endurance and investing in yourself for the long term so you can live longer and better. It's it's about realizing your potential and being able to combat things like laziness and tough circumstances. There are many small changes you can make in your life to start conquering your body before it conquers you. First off, incorporate activities into your day. Um, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, let's say jujitsu, weightlifting, basketball, long walks, a marathon, but it should be physically challenging and a little uncomfortable. Seeking out discomfort is the key to building temperance. Maybe you think that the point of success is not having to struggle. But here's the thing. Too many comforts make us weak, dependent, and afraid of losing them. By being hard on yourself, you will toughen yourself up. You will also make it impossible for others to be hard on you. So test yourself. Take cold showers. Try sleeping on the ground. If you can be content with less, you will ultimately be richer freer and more powerful. Next, go to bed early for two reasons. One is so you can get enough sleep. Be honest. Do you, do you perform better when you're well rested or, you know, <laughs> when you're running on fumes with uh, like four, four or five hours of sleep? It may sound obvious, but getting enough sleep can change your life. You will have more motivation and energy and you will make better decisions. The second reason is so you can master your mornings. Those quiet early hours when your thinking is freshest and you have the most willpower. If you get enough sleep, you can get up and get going before the day's frustrations wear you down. Finally, show up. That's what Lou did for 17 years. Consistency is your secret superpower to success, not sheer inspiration or brilliance. Lots of people are smart or talented, but... Not everyone puts in that work. So every day, show up for your priorities. Even if you're tired, busy, or don't have to, show up. Even if it's in a small way, go for a 10-minute jog. Write just one sentence of your novel. Once you've shown up, you will often find that you can build on your momentum. Maybe 10 minutes of running will become half an hour. Maybe one sentence will turn into a page. Life is hard. It's filled with a lot of obstacles and situations that are simply out of your control. Being self-disciplined about your body isn't one of them, but the body is just the first step. In building physical temperance, you're building something even bigger, willpower. Ultimately, your body is just a training ground for your mind, which we'll dive into next. Um, build on your physical self-discipline to temper the mind. When you practice self-discipline in your body, you empower your mind to work at its full potential. You know, these aren't just um, flowery words. Uh, an actual neuroscientist has shown that brain function depends on a body's well-being. If you're physically, if you're physically depleted, your brain can't do its job of regulating your body. But there are a lot. There are lots of people who, out there who are physically self-disciplined, and yet their lives are still a mess. Why? Because there is more to temperance than just muscle. In the end, it doesn't matter when you wake up, what you eat, or how much you push your body if your mind is constantly at the mercy of distractions, bad moods, or self-sabotaging impulses. So once you've gotten 
your body under control, it's time to work on the next step, moderating your mind. This involves cultivating balance in how you feel, think, and respond amid the chaos and confusion otherwise known as life. The British motto, keep calm and carry on, is a great example of this. And Queen, El- Queen Elizabeth personified into a personified it to a T. She stayed even kneeled when in 1966, a heavy cement block fell onto the royal car she was sitting in. Her response? It's a strong car. And in 1981, when a gunman ran up and fired six shots at her, she hardly flinched. There's a brief moment between each stimulus and your response. You can either use it to think, gather yourself, and wait for more information, or you can use it to, uh, you can use that to destructive patterns like getting offended, jumping to conclusions, and assigning blame. Bad situations won't get better through bad reactions toward them. They will just get worse. So hone that tiny moment of patience before you respond. Ask yourself if what you're experiencing is actually true, whether it's as annoying or upsetting as it feels. Don't let fear anger, or prejudice override your mind. Another aspect of disciplining your mind is training yourself to focus. Take a cue from Beethoven, who'd who'd mentally disappear in the middle of a conversation to pursue uh, um, a musical idea. Um, In his flow state, he once told a friend he was basically occupied with such a lowly, such a lovely deep thought that he couldn't bear to be disturbed. This may seem like um, an indulgent behavior, but it actually takes extreme self-control to focus in a world where we're constantly bombarded by distractions. So selfish as it may sound, practice, in, practice ignoring things. See what it feels like to really commit to following your inspiration or solving that difficult problem. And don't even try to reach perfection. That's just another word for paralysis. And if you do, if you do get if you do get stuck, so does your potential. An obsession with not having any flaws means missing the opportunity to get things done and learn from them. Instead of trying to be perfect, aim to do your best. And when you fall short, which you inevitably will, on your diet, running plan, morning routine, don't give up. We make standards so we can aspire toward them, not so we can use them as excuses to quit. You should also remember that failure isn't forever, and it is a chance to grow. The philosopher Socrates knew he didn't know much, but he was sure of one thing. We can't remain as we are. The fact is, everyone can improve. Whether or not you believe that, it it become that that becomes that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy if you believe that you can grow you will if if you don't well then you're also right you won't to achieve greatness you have to align your body your 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 body your mind and your spirit according to the ancients um the, the, there were these ultimate model models of of temperance um these people had to do many things simultaneously to win a race, make their horses run as fast as possible while keeping them under control, stay mentally focused while firmly gripping the reins, steer around bumpy hairpin turns without crashing, 
Remain calm in the face of danger and often death. All while a raucous crowd cheered. These these people existed on on the on the magisterial plane. They aligned themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually to perform at the highest level in one of the most stressful situations imaginable. Um, one other philosopher that that, that was um, basically another master of uh, true temperance was um, Aurelius. He ruled the Romans for 23 years and never put himself or his family before his subjects. He didn't complain or try to skirt his duties. He just did the work. He was said to be kind and balanced in both his personal life and as emperor of an enormous empire. As a testament to that, there weren't any major conflicts during his reign. His final word before he died... um, was uh, equanimity. Balance is the reason why um, he was so successful and why um, these these racers over, um, racers raced over the finish line intact. It's the final step for each of us striving towards greatness. Self-discipline doesn't mean much in the real world in the real world if it's not balanced by kindness, compassion, and love. The journey of temperance is a strict is, is strict. And at the same time, it is challenging. But it's about self-actualization, not isolation. At times, people might not understand your choices. They may outright disagree with you. But as you get further along your path of virtue, you will become kinder and more willing to turn the other cheek. You will realize that everyone's on their own journey doing the best they can. You're not here to judge. You're here to accept them, cheer them on, and inspire them to be better. Here's a here's one final uh, short story. The Stoic philosopher um, Cleanthes was walking through Athens one morning when he came across a man um, riding himself for some mistake he had made. Um, he paused and said, uh, "Remember, you're not talking to a bad man. As a self-disciplined person, you hold yourself to high standards, challenge your limits." And don't accept excuses. But that doesn't mean you should hurt or hate yourself when you mess up. Everyone you've ever looked up to has pressed snooze before. They've gotten angry. They've been a less than ideal partner or a friend. They've fallen off the uh, off the wagon in some way. If you'd witnessed those moments, would you have told them they sucked? Probably not. Instead, you would have tried to convince them it wasn't the end of the world. And encourage them to, to carry on. We've we've mentioned this before, but um, Stoicism isn't about punishment. Uh, Seneca wrote, "In fact, no philosophical school is uh, is gentler. Its its very purpose is to be useful, bring assistance, and consider the interests not only of itself but of all people. You are one of those people, so." Try to be your own friend and use your self-love and support to grow and thrive in moments of difficulty and destiny. Self-discipline, as we mentioned, isn't about deprivation. It's about being in control of your actions, thoughts, and emotions. You can honor and become part of the stoic tradition of living virtuously by working hard, thinking hard, and holding yourself to high standards. Doing so will make you not only more productive, but happier and healthier in the long run. And if and when you fail, 
you will be okay. You will know you did your best and that you have what it takes to face life's challenges, pick yourself up when you fall, and continue on your journey with purpose and power. Uh, the author of the book, uh, Ryan Holiday, is one of the world's best-selling uh, living philosophers. His books, including The Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy, The Daily Stoic, and the number one New York Times bestseller, Stillness is the Key, appear in more than 40 languages and have sold more than 5 million copies. He lives right outside, uh, right outside Austin with his wife and two boys and a small herd of cows, of don- uh, cows and donkeys and, and goats. Uh, his bookstore, uh, The Painted Porch, um, sits on historic Main, St- uh, Main Street in, uh, in Bastrop, Texas. So uh, you can also uh, purchase the book um, on, on, on our website, um, the book uh, Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control. It is available um, on our website and available at the avenues Um I mean, I'm recording, uh, we we are recording this on uh, on the 3rd of January. So obviously, uh, by the time you listen to this, um, we cannot guarantee stock. But um, as of 3rd of January, it is now, it is available on our website and uh, available in our physical store at the Avenues. Uh, so if you want to grab yourself a copy, uh, you certainly can. Uh I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Obviously, we've um, dived into a, we've we've dived into technicalities of uh, of of the power of self control. But I believe that if you uh, if you take if you take the time to listen uh, thoroughly um, to this audio uh, to this uh, to this episode, I'm I'm pretty certain that you will. Um, you will start seeing um, the the benefits of how discipline is actually destiny, and the mastering the power of self control will will help you uh, will help you greatly in in, in your life and um, um, in in your career also. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I hope to see you in the next one. Um, make sure you. Share this, uh, share the podcast with with everyone uh, that that you know, so uh, we can continue on uh, recording more episodes and uh, improving uh, our listeners' lives. Obviously, the 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 support that we've been receiving lately has been incredible. Um, I know I keep on saying this every episode, but um, each episode that we we post. Uh, we get uh, we get great feedback uh we also receive complaints as well but yeah uh we receive more positive feedback than negative feedbacks so that makes us uh that makes us really uh, happy um i yeah i i just want to say thank you for uh you know listening to our podcast and uh, i hope to see you on the next one